Church, how are we this morning? You good? You doing well? Are you happy with the person you're sitting next to? You made a good choice? Just turn to someone next to you and say, I made a good choice this week. I'm glad I'm sitting next to you. Now just turn to the other person you ignored and say, I'm sorry for offending you. I'm really glad I'm sitting next to you as well. Oh, it's good. Hey, such an honor to be with you guys today and uh, so excited to be here. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Hannah, and our three kids. Hannah, do you want to stand up and wave for everybody as well? This is my, this is the secret source of my life. My beautiful wife, we've been married for six years now and we've done a pretty good job. We've pumped out three kids in six years. We got a four-year-old and then we, we had a double whammy. We had twins two years ago at the same time that we planted a church. So crazy people do exist and we are some of them. So just pray for our household. It's a zoo all of the time. I was talking to Michelle. We had uh, lunch the other day and I was saying that, you know, our house was clean, but it's only clean for the moment people are over. And then as soon as people leave, it's destroyed in about five seconds because we've just got kids everywhere. So it's a crazy life, but I have an amazing wife who uh, really is the only reason our kids are doing very well because she is unbelievable. Love you, baby. And I'm also here with my brother Aaron and his wife Natalie. And uh, we do a lot together. Uh, it's so beautiful. Hey, we can thank the worship team. Pastor Izzy. Yeah. Everybody, who loves Pastor Isabel Coleman? <laughs> Isabel was one of the best graduates of Youth Alive Academy in the history of Youth Alive Academy. So we love Isabel. You can take a seat, Izzy. Thank you so much. Hey, it's so good to be here with you today. And it really is an honour uh, to be sharing with Life Church family today. Who loves your senior pastors, Pastor Mark and Michelle Baker? And uh, we've just loved, uh, believe it or not, I was actually here last December and I blinked and now it's nearly December again. Can you believe it? Uh, I feel like COVID years are just blip years. They just disappear. You blink in the middle of a lockdown and then you're in another year. And uh, so here we are, but I got to meet uh, Pastor Mark and Michelle last year and I just love the heart of generosity, the big spirited nature of your pastors. And I hope you know today how lucky you are to have senior pastors who have such pure hearts, such deep love for people, such authenticity year on year, decade on decade, come on and serving Jesus. Can we just honour your senior pastors today? And it's beautiful. I count it a huge privilege to be here today. I'm so expectant for what the Lord wants to do. I was in the worship time before, and man, wasn't there just an anointing on that worship? I said to Pastor Michelle before, there's such a sweet touch of God on the worship here, and I just love environments that honour and value the presence of God, because it's not a name of a preacher or a pastor that makes anything happen. It's the supernatural power and presence of God. And so when we are in the worship before, and I'm sitting there receiving from God, I go, I can't wait to minister today not because I'm an amazing preacher, but because when the incredible Prince of God, come on, is in our midst, anything can happen. And so I haven't come to impress you today. I've come to impart to you. I want to give. I want to sow into you today and just believe that God's going to do great things in our midst. And uh, I'm excited to do that today. Well, I want to jump today. We're going to go into two uh, chunks of Scripture to begin, and then I'm going to tell you what the title of my message is today. We're going to go to Ruth chapter 4, verse 12. And this is a Bible story that every single lady loves. Come on. It's Boaz coming to pick up Ruth. Come on. Where's all the single ladies waiting? for their Boaz today. Come on. Maybe today's your day. Church is the best place to be if you're looking for a man. Come on, somebody. Don't find him in the nightclub. Find him in God's club, something like that. Uh, 
And the context of what I'm about to read today is that Boaz is about to come and take Ruth, okay? They're about to get married. They're about to go on this love adventure together. But Ruth chapter 4, verse 12, there's a blessing that the people pronounce upon Boaz and Ruth that really caught my attention when I read it. And I want to read this to you. It's a peculiar blessing, something, who knows, sometimes in the Word of God, we can read things and kind of miss the significance of what's really going on. Well, the people gather around Ruth and Boaz, and they say this blessing over them that's so powerful. Ruth chapter 4, verse 12, they say, May your house be like the house of Perez. Everyone say Perez. Whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young Woman. So they're pronouncing this blessing and they're saying, may your house be like the house of Perez. And some of us are probably thinking, well, why does that really matter? What's so significant about that? Well, to, to find out why this is such a big deal, we're going to go to one more scripture today, Genesis chapter 38, verses 27 to 30, and we're going to realize how amazing and prophetic this scripture is. And I believe today that it's a word in season for your house, for this house, and for what God wants to do today. So they're saying, may your house be like the house of Perez. So who's Perez? Perez was born to Judah and Tamar, okay? Now, it's a whole story we could go into. I don't have time to go into it, but it wasn't a non-controversial birth either because actually they got pregnant outside of marriage. There was a whole bunch of things going on at the time, scandal going on around this whole situation. And yet they say, we want your house to be like the house of Perez. Genesis chapter 38, verses 27 to 30. Let's read it now. Let's learn about Perez. It says, now it came to pass at the time for giving birth that behold, twins were in her womb. I can recognize that. Come on, somebody. We had a prophetic word a couple of years ago. We were in a prayer meeting and there was a pastor going around. He's praying over everybody. He gets to us and he's just saying, this before we had our twins. He goes, I'm just seeing the number two. The number two is going to follow you everywhere you go. You're going to have twins. Those are twins. This issue with twin. This issue with two. And then sure enough, a couple of years later, boom, twins. So it's always scary when a prophet comes to town. Uh, and so it was when she was giving birth that the one put out his hand and the midwife took a scarlet thread and bound it on his, his hand saying, this one came out first. Okay, so just to give you a scenario, she's giving birth and the first twin's coming out and it looks like this one's going to come out first. Then it happened that he drew back his hand. Now, I don't want to get too visual, but the baby's coming out and then it goes back in, okay? He's like, no, 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 I'm not ready yet. I'm going back. Um, <laughs> Okay, this one came out first. Then it happened as he drew back his hand uh, that the brother came out unexpectedly and she said, how did you break through? I want you to underline that. I want you to write that down. How did you break through? This breach be upon you. So this baby that no one was expecting comes out first when he should have came out second, came out the wrong way in a way that no one was expecting. And the midwife is like, how did you break through? Therefore, his name was called Perez because Perez means breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. Afterward, his brother came out who had the scarlet thread on his hand and his name was called Zerah. Now we're going to pray. I'm going to get into the word of God today and I believe that the Lord is going to speak powerfully to us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, but it carries authority, it carries power. And when your word is released, Lord, we are changed. Father, as the people of God today, we come into your presence and we ask, would you change us with your word today? Would you release heavenly revelation in this room that we would leave different to how we came in Jesus' name? And everyone said? 
Amen. Have you ever had a breakthrough before? Like a breakthrough in your life in God. I'll never forget a breakthrough moment that I had a few years ago. So we, were, we grew up in a place called Murray Bridge, okay, which is about an hour, uh, probably a little bit longer for that, hour and 20 from here. And we grew up there all of our lives, and we came to this kind of point in life. We had a bunch of words. We knew we were going to move to Adelaide, that we were going to plant a church. But we also had this other thing come up at the same time where we were asked to take on Youth Alive for South Australia. And I don't know if you've ever had two prophetic words at the same time, but are seemingly saying two different things. I'm like, hold on, what are we meant to do? Are we meant to take on Youth Alive? Or are we meant to plant a church? Like, God, what's going on? And I remember I was really confused about three months. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. Anyway, we were at a Hillsong Conference in Sydney, and I don't know if you've ever given God an ultimatum before. It's probably not a good idea theologically, but has anyone ever done that before? You've just been like, I need to know, and I need to know now. So I was at Hillsong Conference, and I remember saying to God, it was the last night, because God always moves on the last night. <laughs> Come on, that's how it works, guys. Acts chapter 1, and God moved on the last night. No. Uh, but we're there on the last night of the conference, and I'm like, God, I need a word. On this, I need to know what we're meant to do. And I said something to God, and maybe I'm just a little bit bold sometimes of these prayers, but I said, Lord, by the time I leave tonight, I want to know whether I'm meant to take on you for live or not. And I know there's 30,000 people in this arena. I know no one even knows that this conversation's happened, but I believe you, by the time I leave tonight, that I'm going to know. And so I really ramped up the worship. You know what you do when you're seeking a word from God? You've got to really tense your face. <laughs> You've got to really just squeeze those hands. You're pulling down heaven. You know, it looks like you're on the dunny, Pastor Mark, sometimes when we're seeking after the Lord. So I was there, you know, on the spiritual dunny, trying to get a word from God, and the worship goes, and I'm believing I'm going to get a word, nothing. The message goes, and I was, th- I was imagining a spotlight would swing up to the balcony. Sam Long, take on you for life. No, and, and, and the word got nothing. And the worship comes afterwards. I'm like, this is when it's going to happen. Someone's going to come up to me. Some cross-eyed prophetic person going to be like, Sam, you know, this is when it's going to happen. Nothing happened. And I remember walking out and going, well, I've got no more clarity than I walked in with. You know, thanks, Lord, for that. And I was pretty disappointed. I remember walking out of the building and I'm walking through the foyer at Acer Arena. And uh, as I'm walking through the foyer, I bump into someone and I was, I was not in the most spiritual mood quite disappointed. So I was thinking, who is this person who has struck me? You know? And so I'm walking along and I, I collide with this person and I look around and it's a pastor that I know that I've never actually spoken to. I knew his face, I knew his name, but I, I've never had a conversation with him. And he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, the now word of the Lord for you is that you are to take on you for life. And then he walks off. And I'm like, guys, God's real. I was like, wow, in a single moment, everything can change. In a single moment, when we need a breakthrough, when God decides to move, he doesn't move on your timetable. He doesn't move in the way you're expecting. But man, when he moves, there's a breakthrough that happens that you need. And I don't know if you believe it today, but we serve, come on, the God of the breakthrough. He's the God of the breakthrough. And I'm believing today for some people that you are going to receive a breakthrough from God, not tomorrow, but today. 
I'm believing that by the end of this message, some of you are going to get a breakthrough in the area of revelation about your future, in your health, in your business, in your finance, whatever it is today. We serve the God of the breakthrough and He doesn't just exist in conferences and youth camps. He's accessible every single week that we gather together in faith because He's the God of the breakthrough. Now, Perez was someone who broke through all the expectation on his life to beat the odds. Think about it for a minute. His sibling had the scarlet thread tied on his wrist. Now, what does that, what does that represent? The scarlet thread represented the inheritance that belonged to a firstborn. It meant this one was going to get the blessing. This one was going to walk in favor. This one was going to have everything the father had. And yet, even though he didn't have the scarlet thread tied on him, he still received everything that God had for him. Perez got something he was never meant to have. Perez bet the odds and actually redirected the course of history. The one who was never meant to get the inheritance did because there was something in Perez that pushed him beyond what appeared to be his odds. That's because it's in his name. Perez means breakthrough. What is a breakthrough? A breakthrough is a sudden shift. It's a sudden moment of change that exceeds expectation. You're not the same after a breakthrough. You can't think the same. You can't talk the same. You can't act the same. You can't see the same, why? Because you've had a breakthrough. Perez was a breech baby. He came out the wrong way, but the birth of Perez tells me that even when things don't come out the way you thought, you can still have a breakthrough. Come on, somebody. His brother looked more likely to break through. But the birth of Perez tells me that even when others look more likely according to natural means to break through, you can still break through. Perez broke through not because of anything in him, but because something that was on him. And I'll tell you what was on him. It was the hand of the God of the breakthrough. Because when the God of the breakthrough, come on, places his hand upon you, anything is possible anything can change because we serve the God of the breakthrough. Perez broke through because God's hand was on him. Do you know why you've had every breakthrough you've ever had in your life? Because God's hand is on you. Some of you, you were never even meant to make it through school, but you did because the God of the breakthrough's hand was on you. Some of you were never meant to make it through that breakup, but you did. And you're here today, why? Because the God of the breakthrough, His hand was on you. I love seeing guys getting citizenship today. It's just amazing. You thought maybe that was never possible, but when, when the God of the breakthrough's hand comes upon you, anything is possible. Come on, you ought to take a moment and thank God for everything He brought you through. The reason you're here today is because the God of the breakthrough, His hand is upon you. You. My message this morning is titled this, Breakthrough is in your blood. I want you to turn to someone and tell them that today. Breakthrough is in your blood. Breakthrough is in your blood. Some of you are like, okay, okay. Okay, Pastor Sam, it's cute. It's a nice, encouraging thought. But no, 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 you don't get it. If you are in Christ, you got to get this today. If you are in Christ, you were literally born for breakthrough. 
It's not a nice encouragement from a guest speaker. It's an identity that is flowing through your veins as a child of God. I'm gonna prove that to you today. Let's read Luke chapter three, verses 23 to 33. This is Jesus' family tree. It's that bit you always skip over because you think it doesn't matter. No, no, no. Yeah, come on, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay, Luke chapter three says, now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was a son, so it was sort of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi. Now I'm gonna skip a bit because there's a lot to get through here. The son of Aminadab, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron. Now who was in his family tree? The son of Perez. From Perez came David. From David came Jesus. Isn't it interesting that King David broke through and became the king that no one was expecting? Isn't it interesting that when Jesus appeared on the earth, he came as a Messiah that no one was expecting? Isn't it interesting that everybody who is brought into this family of God breaks through in ways that no one could see coming? I've got to tell you today, when you became a Christian, you joined the family of God. And what was passed down to Jesus is now passed down to you. And can I tell you today, that breakthrough is in your blood because breakthrough is in His blood. And when you understand that this is what you've been born into, there starts to come an anticipation and an expectation in life that even when the odds are against me, even when I'm seeing in natural eyes that this can't happen, that this can't work, when you understand that breakthroughs in your blood because breakthroughs in Jesus' blood, you start to walk with an expectation, with a faith that God is gonna break through in my life, that God is gonna do the supernatural in my life. Why? Because breakthrough is in your blood. I want to tell you today, you were born to beat the odds. Now say that again. You were born to beat the odds. The odds according to how you were born. The odds according to the family that you were raised in. The odds according to the financial situation you were in. I believe that if breakthrough is in his blood, it's in mine. This girl just... Last week in our church, her name's Holly and she's literally grown up with anxiety that's riddled her her whole life. The way she described it to me was, I don't even know what it's like to live without anxiety. I've had it for so long. It's been in my family ever since I could remember it. She's the kind of girl you'd talk to her and she'd just avoid eye contact, would never wanna lift her voice, would never wanna speak confidently with that kind of girl. And only a week ago, she had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and this anxiety that has been on her life for her whole life broke off of her. And she said to me, Pastor Sam, I've always wanted to be a police officer, but the anxiety in my life prevented me from ever even believing that it was possible. But now that I've met the Holy Spirit, Come on, somebody. Now that I've encountered the God of the breakthrough, it's like the lid that was on my life has gotten blown off and I'm free to pursue what God has in front of me. Why? Because we serve the God of the breakthrough. A few things I wanna share with you on breakthrough today. Number one is this, is that 
Breakthrough is close when resistance is high. Breakthrough is close when resistance is high. I'll never forget the birth of any of my children, but particularly the birth of my first child, Gabriel, because the twins had a C-section, but Gabriel, that was, that was natural. That's a whole nother level, that thing. And I remember Hannah going into contractions. I remember the hours of labor. I remember all of this happening. And you know, if I didn't know that there was a baby coming on the other side of that, I would have thought something terrible was happening. I would have looked at what she was experiencing and thought something terrible is about to happen. But because I know what's on the other side of that contraction, on the other side of that resistance, it changes the way we look at it. Suddenly, it's not I'm going through something terrible, it's I'm feeling something painful, but that's because something good is about to break through. And here's what I've found in life. Look at where the resistance is. Look at what's pushing back against you. Look at where the negativity is hitting your mind. Look at where things are starting to get difficult. And that is the place where the God of the breakthrough wants to rock up. And I want to tell you today, you might be here right now and you might feel like, you know what, I'm in pain. I'm in a hard season. Can I tell you today, no one is beyond that. I'm not beyond it. No pastor's beyond it. No man or woman of God is beyond it. Everyone goes through pain. The difference of how you get through it is how you interpret it. And I've got a word for someone today. You need to know that the resistance you are facing is because breakthrough is coming. There is something great, come on, that's about to be birthed out of this season in your life because breakthrough is close when resistance is high. Resistance always comes before a breakthrough. That's why when you feel stirred to pray, it's like a thousand distractions come at once. That's why the moment you want to get deeper into the Word, you get sick or something. It's why every time you want to move forward in life and take ground, there's going to be pushback. I remember we thinking we planted our church. I knew God had called us to plant our church. I knew it wasn't a man idea. It was a God idea. I was ready to go. And so my expectation was, oh, this means it's going to be easy. <laughs> like, spoiler alert, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And what I realized was the resistance that we were facing was because there was a breakthrough that God wanted to see happen in the area that our church was planted. And I've learned over the last couple of years to reinterpret resistance, come on, as a recipe for breakthrough that is coming in our life. We love the word breakthrough as Pentecostals. But here's the thing about breakthrough. You can't have a breakthrough if there's nothing to break through. We love moving mountains, but in order to move a mountain, there's got to be a mountain. And so often we love to use these words, but when it comes to the moment, we're like, oh, God's not in it. No, no, no. What if you are exactly where God wants you? And the mountain you are facing and the wall you are finding yourself banging your head against means that there is breakthrough. Come on, that's about to come in your family, in your workplace, in your future. I want to prophesy today, breakthrough is in your blood. Number two, breakthrough 
is triggered by frustration. It's triggered by frustration. Now, let me give you an example of this. Electricity was invented because somebody got frustrated with candles. Cars were invented because somebody got frustrated with horses. Coffee, the nectar of heaven, was invented because somebody got sick of waking up tired. Every great thing, every breakthrough we have seen was triggered because someone got frustrated enough to see something change. And I've found in life that often God will use frustration to trigger a breakthrough in your life. Sometimes we get frustrated with our prayer life and we think the devil's attacking me. Maybe God wants to get you uncomfortable. Sometimes we get frustrated with where we're at spiritually. We're like, you know, just in a season of attack. Christians love seasons, don't we? Just my season. I'm just in a season. I'm a, I say to some people in our church, you're not in a season, you're in a mood. Like, <laughs> oh, just, 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 just a season. I'm like, yeah, really? Okay. And sometimes God will let something frustrate you until it changes you. Have you ever had a rock in your shoe before? And, and you feel it and you're like, it's fine. Totally fine. I'll just keep walking. Just this little rock, what's it going to do? You walk for a minute, and you're like, yeah, that's, that's fine. And then, and then after about five minutes, you're ready to take that shoe off and throw it through a window. No one else, just me. Sometimes, though, God puts the pebble in your shoe to frustrate you and bring you to an area of change. I can't live at the level of prayer I've lived at before. I can't live at the depth in the word that I've lived at before. I can't live at the level of faith that I've lived at before. Why? Because sometimes God will back you into a corner of frustration to get you to break through in an area that he's been waiting for you to grow in, waiting for you to change in, waiting for you to step into everything he's got for you. Sometimes our breakthroughs are triggered by frustration. And I found often in my life that frustration is actually an invitation from God to go to a higher level. Some of you are frustrated and you think it's the devil. What if it's God calling you to a higher level of living, to a higher level in the Word, to a higher level of faith? The third thing I want you to know today, and I believe this is probably the most important thing I'm gonna say, is that breakthrough is not just for you. Breakthrough is not just for you. Now, I think I've got a bunch of young guys who are gonna come up on the stage with me for a moment. Let's welcome up these strapping young people who are gonna come up on the platform with me. <coughs> now, none of them know exactly how this is gonna go, I don't think, so let's just try this out, okay. Because uh, I want to show you something today. Is that okay? I'm a visual learner. Is anyone else a visual learner? Like you like to see something in front of you to get it in your... Uh, so my church is used to, just used to props. They used to me pulling stuff out all the time. Cause I, I just preach how I learn. And I got a short attention span and I'm a visual learner. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Hey, so, hey, hey, stay here, stay here. Good to see you, mate. Okay, come, no, no, come over here. Come here, come back. 
So here you go. Okay, come over here, boys. Line up. I want you to line up in a straight row. Can you guys do straight lines in this church? Or yep, you get okay. Just checking, just checking. You for Live Academy, straight lines. Let's go. Okay. And these boys here. Now I want to show you something. Who knows that sometimes in life you can feel like you're hitting a wall? Anyone else ever felt like that? Or just me? Just two of us. Come on, who's ever felt that? I got I'm hitting a wall. I, I'm trying my but but I can't get through. And let's imagine for a minute this is a wall. Now I feel like I'm gonna run at you. And I'm going to push you out in a minute, okay? Just so you know. Just get ready to absorb the blow. And this is what happens. Is that sometimes in life, we, we start hitting a wall. We start going, ooh, I'm pushing up against this, but I can't get through. I'm trying to break through in prayer, but ooh, I can't get through. I'm trying to believe God for my kids, but it just feels like nothing's happening. I'm trying to set a standard at my business, but it feels like nothing's happening. And you push and you push and you push. But there's resistance, But here's what happens for every faithful, diligent God seeker. Because the Bible says that God rewards those who diligently seek Him. So as I continue to seek God, I can't control what it looks like. I can't control how it happens. I certainly can't control when it happens. But when the God of the breakthrough places His hand upon you, suddenly you break through that wall, come on, and you get... To the other side. You didn't think you're going to hug me today on stage, did you? That's a brilliant him. He's a good man. Okay, now stand here. Anything great? Breakthrough. Woo! Here's what I found about breakthrough, though. The part where I go through is actually not the most exciting part. Because once you've broken through, not only do you get to the other side, but the people, hello, brother. <laughs> that are in your world, start walking through what you broke through, come on, with a fight. Oh, I tell you something, there's something so powerful when a mom and a dad starts to break through in prayer. Their kids start to break through in victory. Come on, somebody, let's go for a walk. There's a catwalk here at Life Church today. There's something so powerful that happens when a uni student starts praying that their university would be touched by the power of God. Lost people start walking through. This is what we've got to realize. When the God of the breakthrough's hand comes upon us, it's not just you going through. It's everybody that is placed around you. The God of the breakthrough's hand is upon you. But I've got to tell you today, it's not just for you. Come on, give him praise today if you believe it. Thank you, guys. You can take a seat. It's not just for you. I'm going to finish in a moment so Izzy can join me on the Yamaha MOX8. Great model. Oh, when I break through something, I open the way for someone else. Wow. Others will walk through with ease what you broke through with a fight. That's why you gotta love and honour your pastors because if there's one thing I've learned the last two years, it takes a fight to break through so that others can walk in with ease. Come on, who's grateful for leaders? We get to ease into the presence of God because we've got pastors who fought battles for us. We've got leaders who fought battles. Come on. We walk through with ease because they broke through with a fight. 
Perez never could imagine, never could have imagined that his breakthrough would trigger a line of breakthrough all the way to Jesus Christ. He never could have imagined how the odds he bet would change the course of history for thousands of others. When we break through in prayer, others walk in miracles. When mum and dads break through in faith, their kids get to walk in freedom. When we break through in boldness, others get to walk into salvation. When we break through in hunger, others get to walk into the presence of God. Your breakthrough is bigger than you. And it's more important than you. I'm sweating, but I'm a passionate man, so I'm just gonna let it run. The world needs you to break through. Your family needs you to break through. Your workplace needs you to break through. Your university, your school, it needs you to break through. You know, I grew up with two really good parents and I used to be ashamed of that testimony because I thought it wasn't much. Two great parents loved me, raised me, believed in me. Did the best they possibly could and just still love them to bits. Just every, every second Tuesday night, family dinner. You know, I'm 30 years old, we still do it because I love my parents. And here's the thing, I remember saying to mum and dad, you know like when you reach the age where you realise some stuff that your parents had to go through, like you're, you're mature enough to start understanding. And I remember saying to mum and dad, I said, like, how, how did you raise us so well? Because my dad, he grew up in a hyper abusive environment. My mum, her mum was actually lost her mind at a young age and my dad left and mum had to raise her sibling by herself, like two of the most dysfunctional families you could possibly imagine. And I remember sitting down with them one day, I just said, how, how, how did this happen? And they said, well, we made a decision when we got married that it was gonna stop with us and that you boys would never have to walk through what we went through. See, my parents broke through with a fight so that I could walk through with ease. God's heart is not just for you. It's for the generations that are gonna flow out of you. It's for the family that is around you. It's for the future that is ahead of you. Breakthrough is in your blood. Some of you are gonna be the first Christian in your family, first to graduate school, first to go to uni, first to not become a drunk, first to not get divorced, maybe the first to get married. But I believe I'm looking today at a room full of firsts, a room full of people that God is positioning for breakthrough and to beat the odds. Would you stand with me across this place today? The presence of God is here. His anointing is here. Tower is here. And I believe there's going to be breakthrough today. Some of you are here, you, 
There's things you're believing for, for your family, in your health, in your finances. And God says, believe me again today and receive the breakthrough that is in your blood. Receive your inheritance as my son and as my daughter. Some of you maybe kids are far away from God. Don't you give up because breakthroughs in your blood? I wonder today if there's anyone here and you're saying, Pastor Sam, I wanna believe on the God of the breakthrough in my life today. That I would receive from Him the breakthrough that I know is mine. In Jesus' name. You're saying, I need a breakthrough today. Come on, don't be ashamed. Lift your hands. Yeah. Get ready, get ready. Come on, right now, I want you to stir up. Come on, your gift of faith. Come on, I want you to begin to open up your lips. Come on, where two or three gather, there His presence is. And when we agree, there His power is. So come on right now, align yourself into agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, Life Church, let's lift our voices to the Lord. Let's begin to hunger after Him today. Oh, we thank you, Father, that breakthrough today is in our blood. We thank you today, Father God, that no weapon formed against families in this room is going to prosper. I thank you in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against finance in this room is going to prosper. We break today generational cycles of poverty. We break today generational cycles of alcoholism. We break today generational cycles of mental health issues. Father, in the name of Jesus, we believe for breakthrough. Come on, I want you to say it out loud today. Breakthrough. Father, I believe you for breakthrough. Let it be your confession today. Breakthrough. Father, I thank you for breakthrough. Oh God, over this house, we declare breakthrough through breakthrough you will be a house of Perez a breakthrough house breakthrough 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I just feel to take a second if this is okay Pastor Mark if there's someone you want to receive today come, why don't you just get out of your seat just come down the front Pastor Mark Michelle can we just lay hands on a few people today you're saying today there is something very significant that I'm believing God for come on friend get out of your seat and believe it your son and your daughter's away from God come on right now let's stand together come on there's stuff in your family but you're feeling, you're feeling is coming up you come now hallelujah you come now let's believe together thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Come on, prayer team, can we come? Pastors, can we come right now in the name of Jesus? Father, I thank you. Father, for faith. Oh, in the name of Jesus right now, we receive the fullness of everything that you have for us. Oh God, we thank you today that breakthrough is in your blood. I pray for a restoration of faith. The devil's tried to kill your faith, sir. He's tried to take away your faith. And God says, today I'm restoring a gift of faith. I pray today, let a gift of faith be restored today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Can we sing together for a moment? What do we got here? Let's just sing for a moment. That's it, that's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. No sin revival, no sin now. Move of your spirit. Heaven break out. Come now in power. Cover this land. But you've done it before. 
just declare that right now. Lord, send revival over my life. A fresh touch. A fresh touch for my family. A fresh touch for my children. Lord, you're doing something significant this morning. It even started right at the worship, the praise and worship. The Holy Spirit is here and he's moving and he's ministering. Don't allow just these last moments. Don't get disconnected, distracted. Just center in right now and say, Holy Spirit, align with, align with what God's doing right now. Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move of your spirit. Heaven break out. Come now with power. Cover this land. Let's fill this auditorium with his presence with his, as we join our hearts and voices together right now. You're doing it right now. started of Isaiah 43 are you not aware of it I've already started it God has started it right at the beginning of the service and the worship and the breakthrough and the work followed by the word leading in breakthrough is in my blood just declare that this morning breakthrough is in my blood it's in my DNA I can't change it if I want to. It's my makeup. It's who I am. when you leave here is very important. The lepers were healed. He just said, go and tell them what the good things I've done. And I want, when you leave here today, I want your conversation, your meditation, your thoughts are on the good things that he is doing right now. You see, there's been a shift. There's been a shift, a realignment back to true north. 
And that's what you've done. You've just taken a realignment back with your identity and your authority. It's in my blood. And so for the next 24 hours, I want you to get into covenant with God and with covenant with your partner and say, we're just going to, for the next 24 hours, talk and think and meditate on the good things that God is doing in my life right now. God, you're at work. You've started a good work. You're doing a good thing. Holy Spirit. Amen. Can we put our hands together for Pastor Sam for bringing an outstanding message this morning. Thank you, brother. Love you, mate. Love your message. Love your heart. Well, just turn around to the person behind you and say, boy, that was worth getting out of bed for this morning. Life Church family, don't forget, just before we go, next Wednesday night is Life Group Leaders Training. We're going to have a fun night. You can register at the, uh, at the uh, front for you. All the young adults, don't forget, hangout time straight after church. There's a big crowd heading out to a restaurant somewhere. Get out, connect with one another, have some fun. Uh, there's a great new work happening with all our young adults. God bless you, church. Have a great day today. We love you. Oh, send revival. Lord, send revival. Lord, send it down. It's a big happy birthday to John Lee today. Make sure you say happy birthday to John Lee. Happy birthday.